Next on BYU Sports Nation, the World Cup in the hands of a teenager. So who's the most impactful young gun for BYU football? And is he a teenager? Our team, Croatia, fell short in the World Cup, but they had a heck of a run. Which BYU team had the most unexpected successful season? Plus, Ziggy Ansah's paycheck is bigger than most. The second most high-profile BYU player in the NFL, and we cry uncle in Studio B. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, back to work on July 16th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who loves a good old pig suey, Jason Shepard. All that makes me think about is wanting some bacon or a real thick piece of ham steak. I'm sure you can get that at any home game for the Arkansas <laughs> Razorbacks. Oh, that sounds good right now. Really does sound good. At but, 10.01 Mountain Time. And the, and the ham steak cooked, it's a little tough. Oh, yeah, it's good. Have you had that in the state of Arkansas? Uh, I've not had that in the state of Ar. I have been to the state of Arkansas, uh, but I've not had that type of uh, of food in Arkansas. Okay, every every other state that I've been to, probably. Some of you are wondering why why the facts about Arkansas, why the discussion about Arkansas today. Hashtag BYU fifty. You guessed it. We'll feature a throwdown in Arkansas with the elite gear that we rolled out with David Amadova on Friday. Your chance at those Air Force Ones. Arkansas, get ready. Uh, Fun facts about that state, Jason. Did you know that Arkansas contains one of the largest dulcimers in the world? I did not know that. (laughs) Mountain View is home to one of the largest producers of handmade dulcimers in the world. So there's that. Also, do you know the official state bird? Ooh, um... A sparrow? No. It, I'll give you a hint. Really, really famous book has the title of this bird in its name. You're asking me about famous books. <laughs> Boy, that is a fail on your part. The Mockingbird is <laughs> okay. the official state okay. bird. All right. Yeah, how dare I go to the book route? Do they kill them? <laughs> I hope not. It's probably against the law if it's the state bird, and, you know. which maybe plays into the Title of the book. I don't know. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Congratulations, France. You won the World Cup again. The party will continue well through the month, and the dude hosting the biggest party probably is 19 years young Kylian Mbappe. He's a teenager. Solidified his place in French soccer history. With his goal and performance in Russia, a teenager, Jason, with the world at his hands. Who's the guy, the young gun for BYU football? And let's table it with this as the most impactful newcomer on the BYU football roster this season. Um, This is a fun topic because I think that there's a couple of different ways that you could go in terms of different players. But for me, not a teenager. But I, I'm going with Zach Katoa. I, I am all in on my guy, Zachary Lopini Katoa. 
I fully expect him to be the workhorse that this team has wanted since Jamal Williams left for the NFL. He has the skill set, he has the build, and I cannot wait to see what he does in this offense behind that offensive line. I am all in on Zach Katoa. Originally out of American Fork, Utah, committed to Oregon State. That had a lot to do with Kalani Satake and his role up there. Now back in Provo after his mission trip. Zach Katoa, I mean, what kind of? How would you explain him as a runner? Because most people have not seen him run the ball. How would you explain his Look, style of running? It's. I think he is that that mix of speed and strength. But here's the here's the part that I I think will be utilized more than people think. His ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. I think that's something that will be utilized a lot more than maybe what we saw last year. And then so many things that we saw last year or maybe things we didn't see, so much of that was just based off of injury. And there was just a constant uh, change, and you had to you know, make these course corrections because you had so many injuries to deal with. But I, I think that's also something that, that Zach can do, is be that, that pass catcher out of the backfield. I like Zach Katoa, but the answer to this question was given to us by none other than the new offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, on media day. The answer to the question was given to us by the offensive coordinator. Jeff Grimes said, and I'm paraphrasing, I will be shocked if Gunnar Romney by the end of the season does not play a significant role in this offense. And he is a teenager out of high school, out of Chandler, Arizona. Here comes Gunnar Romney, who was already on the radar of his OC. You better believe they're going to try and get this kid the ball. Also, in conversations with Austin Colley, Austin Colley has given his backing to one Gunnar Romney. I'll take his word for it. You bet. Three-star recruit initially, became a four-star right before BYU signed him. High school champion. The dude puts in the work. He's got, he is the next generation of that Austin Colley work mentality, quiet off the field, big on the field type receiver for BYU. He's a great get. And the offensive coordinator has already given his verbal backing to him on media day. He's the guy. See, my backup answer to this question, and somebody that Austin knows uh, a little bit about, is his brother Dylan. Does that count as a newcomer, though? But it, He's he, like 24. Yes, but he was not on the team last year. Hasn't been on the team for a couple of seasons. So, yes. And he, he, did, yeah, he did play for BYU at one point. I'm still calling him a newcomer. I, I think that not not just his skill set, but I, I think the fact that he's coming in having played the last couple of years, granted at another school at Hawaii, I think he's one of those players that can come in. He's not going to be awed by the situation. He's already played here. He already knows what to expect. I think that he's someone that literally could hit the ground running. Okay, Dylan Colley, even though it doesn't count, Jason. What do you your, mean it doesn't your count? your answer. It doesn't count. <laughs> Taking my answers and moving them aside. That's what exactly you? what I'm doing. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> hurtful. The, the other answer to the question, I thought you were going to go with Zach Wilson because he is a teenager and he is a true newcomer, but who knows how much of a role he's going to yeah, play. There's no the guarantees race. playing. Yeah, who knows? All right, with the World Cup now over, it, it's really fun to look back on what our team, Croatia, was able to accomplish. Nobody, including ourselves, <laughs> expected them to make the run that they did all the way to the final. And even though they lost, there is no scenario where you look at what they did and said, say it was not a success. Yes, they didn't win ultimately, 
but they were never even supposed to be there. So absolutely, it was a success. So putting that into somewhat of a BYU spin, Spencer, which BYU team made the most unexpected successful run or season? The answer to the question is probably 1984 in most people's minds, but I'm going to draw some very specific parallels to a very specific team that reminded me a lot of Croatia and the way that they're built and even in the finish. Rewind to 2014, BYU women's volleyball. Okay, you're thinking, how is this similar to the Croatian national soccer team in 2018? Number one, they were entirely off the radar when the big tournament began. BYU was an unseeded team. Croatia was given a 3% chance to win the World Cup, a 7% chance even to get to the final. Okay? Off the radar, but loaded with talent. BYU had two All-Americans on that roster, Jen Hampson and Alexa Gray. How were they not seeded? They won the West Coast Conference. They had star power, but somehow flew in under the radar. And they were tough-minded. They just kept winning through the volleyball tournament, got all the way to the national championship, the only unseeded team in NCAA history to make it all the way to the NCAA final before bowing out to Penn State, who is an all-time power. Croatia, in a lot of ways, felt like they were unseeded. Nobody saw that coming, got all the way to the final, and then bowed out to a a traditional power in the French national soccer team. I give it to 2014 BYU women's volleyball at the time under Sean Olmsted, who was now the head coach of the men's team. That was a magical run. We were in Miami at the Miami Beach Bowl getting ready for BYU in Memphis. Football is king, right? We were all, as a BYU fan base, talking about the national championship run by BYU women's volleyball. The football team was gathered in large banquet rooms at the Miami Beach Hotel they were staying at, watching women's volleyball. Like, the story was Jen Hampson, Alexa Gray, Camry Willardson. It was an unbelievable run. I stayed with football. I went back all the way to the year 2001. I went with that season and that football team. We knew there was talent on that roster coming back. But you remember, in 2000, Lavelle's last year, 6-6. Six and six. That was the final record. So you knew there was talent. But the way that that team came out and started 12-0 and was absolutely unbelievable. And that was the first year under Gary Croton taking over for Lavelle. You, when you're coming in, you've got a brand-new coach that's bringing in his own offense. You really don't know what to expect. Not only did they start out 12-0, and the offense was next level. I'm talking 70 points in the first game in the win over Tulane. This team averaged 47 points points per game for the year remember 47 that will play a role in the show today by the way that as we know was Luke Staley's breakout season he won the Doak Walker award he would go into the NFL in the next year speaking of that Brandon Doman at quarterback was absolutely fantastic he was drafted after that season by the 49ers in the fifth round that was a year coming off six and six now granted it did not end the way we all had hoped see and that's why I steered away from that one it kind of puttered out but the but 12-0, BCS conversation, and everyone's like, BYU deserves to be in the BCS. Now, after the injury to Luke, things it it changed things a little bit. But that's where I go with that unexpected successful season for BYU. Great stuff. And that was a magical run. 47 points per game. I was in South Korea getting newspaper clippings eight to ten days after the actual (laughs) games happened because at that time, email was not prominent for missionaries. 
and we couldn't find out any other way. So I was relying solely on my mother. Thank you, Christine Linton, for sending those <laughs> newspaper clippings in my weekly package to be like, yes, BYU's still undefeated 10 days ago. I don't know. They've already played another game. I don't know if they won, but this is awesome. Come back to me in eight days, and I'll tell you how that game went. <laughs> We all became greater BYU fans because of the 2001 season. In honor of the jersey number of the day, Jason, hit it! Countdown to the Wildcats! 47! 47 days away from BYU football Mm. opening the 2018 season against Arizona in Tucson. Ziggy Ansah, the great number 47, will play under the franchise tag of the Detroit Lions this season. He's getting paid, but did not agree to a long-term deal, probably much to the chagrin of the Lions. That means Ziggy could be a free agent next season. If he is, you want to talk about one of the top three storylines for free agency in the NFL open market next year? Ziggy Ons is going to be right there. He is the high-profile guy for BYU in the NFL, clearly. But who's the guy after that? Jason, who's the second most high-profile BYU Cougar? In the NFL. As much as I would like it to be Dirty Dan from my Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Daniel Sorensen, I went with Jamal Williams. See, I thought you were going to put a spin on it and say Andy Reid. Another Kansas City Chiefs connection to BYU. Mm, Yes. He's quite a good coach. (laughs) Haven't done much in the postseason, but that's another show. Uh, Look, I went with Jamal. After such an impactful rookie season, Jamal's poised for a bigger role in the Packers offense. And not only is he playing a high-profile position, but he's on one of the highest-profile teams in the NFL. I think that because of the position he plays and the fact in all likelihood he will be the starter, I think behind Ziggy, he's the second-most high-profile player in the NFL. And I almost went with Taysom. I, I could make a case. Taysom Hill. Taysom, number one. High-profile in the but, NFL. But listen. How many backup quarterbacks are getting as much run as Taysom Hill right now? Also, the fact he that plays he's a backup the, quarterback but, cannot, it cannot be him. But he also plays the highest profile position. So I said a, I didn't go there. I said a case could be made. Ultimately, I went with the, with Jay Swag Daddy. Yeah, I I just I am all on the Taysom Hill train and bandwagon and hoping for an amazing future. But he hasn't taken a snap. In an actual game, don't as a you dare let that take away. He his hasn't shine. taken a snap yet. He has to have something to his NFL resume if he's the second most high-profile guy, right? How can you overlook uh, one, a guy that's played for the New England Patriots the last two years, and two, he won a Super Bowl. He's a starter for Bill Belichick's defense. Kyle Van Noy, clearly the second most high-profile BYU Cougar in the NFL. I love Jamal Williams too. We don't know if he's going to be the starter. It might be Aaron Jones. It might be Ty Montgomery. What's his role with the Packers? You want results? You want a resume? Super Bowl champion. Plays for the New England Patriots. Is a starter for Bill Belichick. Nobody talks about the Patriots, okay? Is a starter for the Patriots. Kyle Van Noy is the guy. I mean, he's not the team barber like John Denny of the Miami <laughs> Dolphins, but he's got a pretty good resume going for him. Our question of the day, staying with football. Who will be the most impactful newcomer for BYU football? Time to hear from you, BYUSN. This is the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At YFangirl underscore JB on Twitter. Gunnar Romney, thank you 
They've said he could be a big deal coming in right away, and we need someone to be a big deal at wide receiver right away. Amen to all of that. Jeff Grimes mentioned his name, said he'd be shocked if he, by the end of the season, hasn't played a major role for this BYU offense. I'm excited for what he can bring. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses later in the show. Coming up, Big 12 Media Day begins today. Why are we talking about that? I think you know why. I demanded it. Why is this a big deal for BYU or is it? And we cry uncle in Studio B next with the national champion, Blaine Fowler. I bet he would pick, I don't know, the 84 season as the most unexpected magical run. We know something about that. But he may have something else. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, returns to BYU TV three weeks from tomorrow, August 7th. You can join Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan for a weekly look at all things BYU football. AFR is back Tuesday, August 7th. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation always open on social media. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever and wherever you would like to converse with us. Reminder, hashtag BYU50 in Arkansas today. And Jason, did you know the world's championship duck calling contests are held annually in the great state of Arkansas? I did know that. I In Stuttgart. Of also, Walmart founded in Arkansas. Bentonville. Oh, how did you know that? Did you just cheat? Did no, you look I, did, did you I thought everybody that? knew that. <laughs> you know the best part of a Walmart Walmart is always the same regardless of the state you go to. That is very comforting to me. <laughs> you won't read a book, but you know that Bentonville, Arkansas is the, f- the home of Walmart. I was born like three hours away from Bentonville, Arkansas, okay? Okay, there you go. Now it's all making sense. Our question of the day, who will be the most impactful newcomer for BYU football? Jason went with Zach Lopini-Katoa. I chose Gunnar Romney at Broncos Lover on Twitter. I really think it has to be Jeff Grimes. His imprint on the offense is key, and getting all the position groups to show improvement ultimately falls on him. I look forward to seeing a great balanced offense. I'll be shocked if there isn't a major step forward this year. Does he count? I mean, is it implied that it's supposed to be a player? I like thinking out of the box. I'm not going to – I'll tell you, the biggest thing I want clarification on, is this guy a Denver Broncos fan or a Bronco Mendenhall fan? Probably both. That's what I want to know. If you can, uh, Broncos lover, if you could please <laughs> clarify clarify that, I would appreciate that. Uh, we are lovers of the Uncle B in Studio B right now. <laughs> Blaine Fowler. <laughs> it just sounded weird, didn't it? <laughs> hey, I was, I was down in St. George, and like an older person than me came up and said, Hey, Uncle B. And my family <laughs> down there, they don't, they don't know. And they go, what's that all about? Hey, that guy's older than you. How come? And I go, oh, I had to explain the whole thing. <laughs> I had to explain the whole thing. Is that, that's not really a nephew, is it? And I go, come on, guys. So you're, no, you're the guy. I love being Uncle B to everyone. I don't care if you're 80 or 8. I love being Uncle B. You've got the most aunts and uncles across BYU. Or sorry, the most nephews, nephews and nieces, and nieces. across yeah, BYU And I love Sports it. Nation. I love it. Because everybody in BYU Sports Nation is fan. Are you sure? Jack DeMooney may have something to say about that. <laughs> cousins. Cousin. He has Those are cousins. cousins. No, that's my nephew. That's his thing. That's oh. true. That's my nephew. I don't know. I, don't think might, he, we we might got, I have more nieces here. and nephews in, uh, across He's BYU Sports He's not Uncle Jack. 
He's Uncle B. Yeah, okay? great point. Good point. Let's let's make sure that that's clarified. <laughs> I have more nieces and nephews in BYU sports <laughs> than Jack DeMooney. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, if that's all we accomplish on today's show, then we've done something. <laughs> Blaine Fowler with us in Studio B. We've been talking about impactful newcomers. I really think Gunnar Romney is going to be the guy. Jason goes with Zach Katoa. Who do you have as the most impactful newcomer for BYU football this season? Okay, so it's not even close. Oh, boy. Like, this is like, when I start thinking about this, I'm like, this is so crazy obvious. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention my runner-up first. And he's not really a newcomer, but he's going to seem like a newcomer. Moroni Leolupututau. Okay. okay. Who hasn't played in a couple years. So he's not really a newcomer, but I want to mention that because he is a freakish matchup problem for everybody that they're going to play. And he's cleared. He's 100%. He's a huge difference maker, and he'll seem like a newcomer because he hasn't played for a couple years, right? But he doesn't really count because he's been on the program. It's not close, guys. Dylan Colley. Oh, oh. Does he count as a newcomer, though? Yes. Because he played at BYU before. No. All three of us think it's not even close. No, it's, it's Dylan <laughs> Colley. And, and, and I've been watching the player run practices going with Gavin and watching. It's not close. Like, his, the leadership role that he plays right now, I mean, he, he immediately – Commands respect oh, from his teammates. Leadership. He, he is he is unbelievably disciplined in his approach to the way he prepares, and that is already rubbing off on the other wide receivers. The way he prepares, he is full go every single minute. Not just when he's out on the field and setting an example, but in the weight room and on his own and all of that. He is fearless. He's played. He's caught 118 balls in Division One football. He's coming off of a 56 reception season. So, a, on a bad yeah, over thirteen hundred yards, he would have been BYU's leading receiver with his numbers last year, and he played against some good competition, and he always played well in big games. And so, so this is a guy that has credibility with his teammates. He's a great example of work ethic. He is not afraid to go inside, and he catches everything in sight. I think that his impact is the biggest because it's not just what he's going to produce, but everybody in that receiving core is going to be better because of him. He was my runner-up, which means you and I are in the lead over Spencer. There we go. (laughs) Uh, So playing off Croatia's unexpected run in the World Cup, which BYU sports team do you think had the most surprise successful season? See, and I can't can't go with 84 because it's just too, you know. That's too homer. And again, was 84 that much of a surprise? Because at that point, BYU was really solid. We were really good for a period of time there. So I'm going to go with one you got to give me two options here. I was either going to go with the 96 BYU football team because Sarkeesian was coming off of what I would call just an average junior season. Now, he played great in that Fresno State game at the end of the year, and we thought, hmm, could he step it up as nobody a senior? Nobody thought 14-1. and but, but nobody thought they'd be playing in the Cotton Bowl and, and beating down Kansas State and finishing in the top five. So that, that one, to me, in football um, – Maybe less expectations than the 84 team and and finishing in the top five. 96 was magical. It's a pretty amazing season. I'm also going to go basketball, and it didn't end as well as I wanted it to, but this is a 26-6 and basketball season in 87 and 88. The reason I put them there is they went on a 17-0 run to start the season and were ranked number one in the na- or number two in the nation. They were playing at UAB, oh. and, and I don't know if you remember, but I'm trying to remember who was number one. It was Duke or Kansas or North Carolina or somebody like that. They lost that afternoon. And I don't remember, has BYU ever been ranked number one in the country in, in basketball ba- no. during the regular season? No, I don't. No. And I'm thinking, they just need to go win tonight at UAB, and they're going to be number one in the country. And they lost. 
But but that run of 17 and 0 to start the season was and we started to, you know, is this a team that's a final four team? Now they finished 26 and 6 was a good team. That was a Michael Smith, Jeff Chapman, Marty Hawes, Andy Toulson. It was a that great was run. Brian Taylor. Um, uh, it, it was it, it was a really really good basketball team and really fun. So I was going to go with one of those two. All right, Blaine. Uh, let's finish this. We got about 30 seconds left. Expectations for the BYU secondary this year as a pass defense. So I I think they're deeper and more disciplined than they've been, and so I think we're going to see fewer assignment errors, and so as a unit they're going to play better. Gavin and I went through every position group on the team not that long, a couple weeks ago, and I honestly think that BYU is deeper and better. Even though there's not, you know, you lose a Fred Warner, that's a big deal, right? But I think the linebacker core is going to be better as a group. I can go to, through every position group, and maybe we'll do that as we get ready for the season. Every position group on the field is more experienced and deeper this year, uh, and that includes the secondary. So I think uh, they'll be very productive. Wow, great stuff. Blaine dropping bombs. That's what you do. You come in, you throw down <laughs> that, and they're like, I'm out. So I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. You bet. Coming up, just a couple Mormon boys hanging out in Big Deal, No Deal. Yeah, old Jimmy Mack. <laughs> And our final World Cup date. It got us within two weeks of fall camp, so thank you for that to the world of the other football. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's keep it rolling. BYU Sports Nation, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, national simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. And without further ado... And I choose that word very specifically today. Ooh, well done. To honor France. We now present BYU Sports Nation's headlines. Starting with Elijah Bryant, who ends his NBA Summer League run. Three points, five rebounds, couple of assists as the Philadelphia 76ers lost 82-73 to the Memphis Grizzlies in Las Vegas. On Saturday, his best game scoring-wise, eight points, couple of steals in a win against the Bucks. In four games with Philly, Bryant averaged nine minutes. Four points, two rebounds, and an assist. BYU kicker Cash Peterman wins an Arizona Cardinals kicking contest with a 55-yard field goal. He finished second in the punting competition. Cash is money. Yes, he is. And I'll let myself out. Cash money. In his first game since coming back from the DL, Jacob Brugman and the Orioles organization and they need all the help they can get to throw that in as an Orioles fan went three for four with a solo home run two runs scored in a double a Bowie Baysox seven to one win over the Reading fighting Phils. that's how you come back onto the scene Jacob Brugman and Patrick Fishburne finishes tied for 24th at 15 under in the Utah championship Mike Weir also played in the championship but did not make the first cut after scoring two under through two days you can just go ahead and mark it down that Patrick Fishburne will be the next Cougar on the PGA Tour that's going, to, that's going to happen. It's inevitable. It reminds me of the line from Happy Gilmore when, and I say this because Patrick's has always hit the long ball. He's always been incredible with his irons. It was a question of can he master the short game and make putts? Happy learned how to putt. Yeah, Patrick has learned how to putt, Jason, and that's going to get him out of the PGA Tour. <laughs> Why? 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 And do that again? And do that again? No, I'm not going to do it again. Once is enough. Please, will you do that one more time? Happy learned how to putt. <laughs> he did it again. Wow. Patrick Fishburne, he's the guy, man. Love it. All in on the he Fishburne. He is the guy. The Ginger Quake. Okay? Yeah. Okay. When your nickname is Ginger Quake, it's pretty good. Third time? 
No, not a third time because we need to do the World Cup date. Let's go. Yes. So dramatic. I love it. It's the music was chosen for a reason, Jason. In our World Cup date, the finale of our World Cup date on BYU Sports Nation, France beat our beloved and official BYUSN World Cup representative, Croatia, on the biggest stage in world sports. A billion spectators? Some people were saying that it would get into the billions. What is that? That's not a big deal. We get that every day on the show. A dominating French side won 4-2. to two. The new world champions celebrating their second World Cup title in 20 years. Which begs the question, what happened to the BYU Sports Nation karma, Jason? Look, we're trying to come up with reasons why the karma did not work. I think we've, I think we've narrowed it down. Okay. The game was played on Sunday. <laughs> As pointed out by BYU Sports Nation follower at Sammy underscore Angel 23. I'm guessing the karma doesn't work on Sundays. Hashtag RIP Croatia. Yeah, and I said, you may have a point there. I, I don't know. It, it, who knows? It, it, it was We're ma- just throwing it out there. It was magical to get Croatia all the way to the final, but then they encountered France. I mean, France is Bama of college football right now. They're unbelievable. They can do no wrong. And they also got a bunch of lucky calls yesterday. How do you think Nick Saban would do as the... Head coach of a soccer team. Not well. <laughs> Not well. By the way, Croatia's Luka Modric took home the golden ball or ball d'or for the best player of the tournament. Congratulations to Luka. Uh, and for our guy Hayden, part of our BYU Sports Nation crew, we do need to mention that England's Harry Kane won the golden boot for most goals scored with six. Congratulations, Harry Kane. Yes, congratulations. We're sorry that it didn't come home. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody was trolling England on uh, Saturday saying, fourth place is coming home. (laughs) Don't do that. It was a successful run for the English Yes, it was. It was incredible. And they got the monkey out the back of winning a shootout, okay, in the World Cup in a dramatic situation. That needed to happen. But congratulations to Croatia. That was unreal. The law firm of Bagley and Sanders, back on June 14th or 13th, whatever it was, helping us confirm who our, who our team was, Croatia. And I believe this slip of paper. Yeah, there's no frozen there, slips right? of paper. Yeah, it's still there. It was, you got it? There. Wait, I'm looking for it. I need, there it is. Team Croatia. How, again, the odds. The odds of us, one, selecting them and then having them do what they did, I just asked. It cannot be a coincidence. Astronomical. And apparently, we may have a tie-in with Croatia. I'm very curious to see if, if they would like to come on the show to talk about basically what we were able to do to help them on this run. I wonder if they will acknowledge that. Do you think they'll acknowledge that? I don't know. Can we get the president of Croatia on the show, by the way? She was at every game. She was awesome. She's really nice. Congratulated yes. all the French players. Yeah. What does it take to get the president of a country on BYU Sports You know, Nation? I would imagine you could probably talk to a lot of people if you just called them. <laughs> like, I think most people just assume, well, I can't call that person. 
If you had a number, I bet you you could probably like, could call we, a lot Is of there people. any way that we could get that story in front of the Croatian government, the president, somehow? Like, hey, this random show in America selected Croatia as their official team, and they want to talk to you. Are we the official sports? Like, we've got, you know, the BYU store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Is there, any, is there anything with Croatia? The, uh, the official outfitter of Croatian national soccer team fan gear. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that they understand the, you know, the the support that they had from BYU Sports Nation. They did. Had that team won, man, I think we would have forever had to don a Croatian flag in Studio B. Like, that would have had to become part of the set. That would have been pretty cool, actually. Maybe it should anyway. I don't know. Incredible. On to social media. Whether you want to talk about World Cup or BYU football or whatever, that's the beauty of it. You can discuss anything you'd like with us at BYU Sports Nation, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our question of the day, who will be the most impactful newcomer for BYU football? Let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At D underscore Ford underscore P in on Twitter. Is this Blaine's burner account? He's got like seven. (laughs) <laughs> Dylan Colley, we need a playmaker and somebody who can come in and provide a spark to get the whole receiving core going. I think he's the guy. See, for me, I, I just couldn't qualify him as a newcomer. I think he will he's be been here in four years. An impact performer, no question. Rewind to any of like ten episodes previous through the through the summer, and I've said I think he's going to make the biggest impact on this BYU football team, especially early in the season, because they will rely on his experience or whoever the quarterback is. We'll always know where Dylan Colley is because he's trusted and he's reliable. Is he going to be the safety valve? I th- no, it, look, and I think sometimes safety valve... That's what you want to call it. Well, but, I mean, this is a guy that can stretch the field, too. Let's, let's not shortchange him on, on that aspect. He catches everything. Yes. It's important, and he's a leader from what Blaine Fowler just told us. He's, he's calling some dudes out, and BYU needs it. Nathan Crook on Facebook... I think it will be Zach Wilson because he showed great potential in spring ball, and I think he will provide a positive impact for the Cougars early in the season. See, I don't think that Zach Wilson will have an impact early in the season because if I am Jeff Grimes, there is no way, there's no reason for me to throw out Zach Wilson against Arizona, Cal, Wisconsin, and Washington. Don't do it. You don't have to. The four games that you can play now without it, you know, taking away your red shirt, I think will benefit I like Zach Wilson if they want to put him in some games later in the year. Let him play against McNeese State. Let him play against New Mexico State, Hawaii, heck, UMass. I don't. He will have his opportunity, but I think it will be later in the season. Primarily, yeah, we're all excited about Zach Wilson. He's a lot of people believe that he is the future of BYU football at quarterback. Very well, could be the scenario. I just don't think there's any reason to rush him into it. You don't have to. You don't have to. There are enough quarterbacks with yes. experience. You don't have to throw Zach Wilson out there. I don't know. My two cents. Weigh in on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hashtag BYUS. Send more of your responses later on the show during Voice of the Nation. Coming up, lots of work being done by Cougars in the minors. We'll get to that coming up in the Cougar Whip Around. But really, is there anybody besides Jacob Brugman doing work in the minors? It's all about the Orioles, Jason. It's your team. It's all about the Orioles. Last place in the American League East. About to give up Manny Machado. Plus, big deal, no deal. No BYU Cougars make the first two college football watch lists. Maxwell and Bednarik. What's up with that? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store 
the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can always chime in. If you do so, please use the hashtag BYUSN. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. Our daily BYUSN rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hashtag BYU50 in Arkansas today. Jason, if you can tell me the official state tree of Arkansas. I will buy you lunch today. The dogwood. Oh, good try. Pine tree. Mm. I thought you would get it. Nope. See, you knew where Bentonville was and that it's the home of Walmart, but you don't know the <laughs> official state tree. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> the dogwood. <laughs> the do- <laughs> no hesitation. Ah, yes, the dogwood. Dogwood blooms nope. uh, very nope. much in my home state of Missouri. Hashtag BYU50 underway. Watch out, Arkansas. Our question of the day about BYU football. Who will be the most impactful newcomer for the Cougars? At Truth's Heart in on Twitter. 100% coach Jeff Grimes. Culture change, leadership, hard and high expectations. Discipline will help the existing group of players score some points. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whichever social media platform you prefer. And again, more of your responses coming up later in the show. I I love the fact that Grimes is getting mentioned for this because he's going to have his hand in almost everything that we're talking about, regardless of the player, whether it's Dylan Colley, whether it's Zach Katoa, you know, whoever it is, Gunnar Romney. He, speaking of Jeff Grimes, is going to be the one that will put them in those positions. So I love the fact that he's getting mentioned for that. It's a big deal, wouldn't you say? Indeed. Let's play big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Ben Bagley, join us, won't you? Will do. Number one, big deal, no deal. Croatia losing in the World Cup final. No, no deal. They weren't expected to be there in the first place. Yeah, you want to win, but there's no reason to call this season or this tournament anything other than a success. No deal. Just the fact that they didn't win. Big deal from this angle, and it kind of relates to what you just said. The fact that Croatia was even in the World Cup final yes. is the big deal. Yeah, but that's not technically what the question is. The fact that they lost, is that a big deal? Yeah, no, that's not, that's not a big deal to me. The fact that they got to the World oh, Cup final... a huge final deal. I don't know... Is a big deal. Big like deal. they were in the World Cup final for the first time ever, second smallest country to ever play in a World Cup final. And it just so happens to be the year that we randomly select them mm-hmm. as our BYU SN Karma recipient, and they go on this run. All of those reasons make it a big deal. They lost, eh, whatever. The fact they were there, that's a big deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Elijah Bryant's summer league line, which was he averaged four points, two rebounds, and assist in nine minutes of play per game. I think it's a big deal only because I know it's his dream to play in the NBA, and I just don't know if with only getting nine minutes a game he was able to get the time to show enough of what he can do. We know how good of a player he is. We saw him up close and personal for several seasons, but I I just don't know if if that is enough time on the floor to be able to make an impression. So I will say it is a big deal because I I don't know if, you know, hopefully somebody will take a chance on him, but with him only getting nine minutes, he, he didn't get enough time to show what he can do. Yeah, we'll find out if this is a big deal or no deal when we find out the immediate future professionally in basketball for Elijah Bryant. And I think he's going to be paid to play basketball somewhere. Oh, of course. He's going to, he's going no to make a living playing basketball. He will play basketball professionally. It's just 
Does he go the Kyle Collinsworth route, get into the G League, kind of rise through the ranks, bide his time, pay his dues, and then work his way onto some a 10-day contract, a roster somewhere at some point? I don't know. I, I would guess that Elijah Bryant feels like he can do what Kyle Collinsworth did. And they're in contact. They're good buddies. Sure. You better believe that they're corresponding about what to do and how to approach all this stuff. So the stat line, I'm not, you know, that's no deal to me. We'll find out if he did enough. And the biggest deal is whether or not he did enough to get into the G League and where he goes. We'll find that out in the Yeah, the, the, the stat line in terms of the points and the rebounds, that, that I, don't, I don't pay attention to. It's the amount of minutes that the team gives them because that kind of shows a pecking order. Because guys, I mean, I watch, I watch a lot of summer league and have for, for years. The guys that either make the teams or get those two-way contracts with the G League, those are the guys that they give the majority of the minutes to. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Guess what, guys? It's college football award watch list season. And the first two watch lists are out, and no BYU Cougars make the Maxwell or Bednarik watch list. Uh, I'm going to go no deal. I'm just going right. I do not care about this. The preseason award watch list. Who like if BYU had a guy on one of those lists coming off of a four and nine season, I would question everybody on those panels and the judges put like, how are you going to convince somebody that, oh, he's one of the best players in college football. Yes. Yeah, he went four and nine last year. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. Okay. Typically the, the best players from the best teams are the guys on this list. Now I, I will say this. When the tight end list comes out, BYU will have a representative. They will be on a it list. It will be Matt Bushman because he was a freshman All-American. I don't know that there will be anybody else. Will there be anybody else on a preseason award watch list currently on the roster? Does Tanner Mangum get his way into a roster because of what he did as a freshman? Does somebody take a chance on him? I don't know. Maybe that's a topic for another day. Does anybody deserve, does anybody besides Matt Bushman deserve to be on a preseason award watch list. Look, I, I go no deal on this. It's and I'm going to base that off of the fact that when you talk to players who were on the watch, like what does this mean? Like not not much. I got to prove something during the season. That that's where it becomes more important. When they get on there, it's awesome and it's cool that they're getting the recognition. But when they're not, it, it really isn't that big of a deal. It doesn't mean that that there's players on the BYU football team that aren't going to have really good seasons, so I say no deal. I'm trying to think of somebody else that I think, yeah, they got a shot to be on a preseason award. I would think this. you're right. I would think that, that Matt Bushman is the most likely. Like, Is there a line? Uh, Fred Warner's gone. Is there a linebacker that's comes with huge notoriety? Butch Powell's coming off season where he was largely injured. Maybe Sione, Taki Taki, possibly. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, even that's a stretch, right? Corbin Kafusi is a defensive lineman. Possibly. With six sacks last year. It's, that's an interesting topic. And like you said, perhaps that is a discussion mm. for another day. Who deserves to be on a preseason award watch list coming back from last year's team? Uh, before we move on, uh, can we censor out uh, Ben's Raiders logo? I find that offensive. <laughs> ben, your retort, and also number four. <laughs> no retort needed. By the way, we'll find out tomorrow. Davey O'Brien, we might find out about uh, the Tanner Mangan question. Okay. Quick and in a hurry. All right. Hey, speaking of NFL excellent, Jason, <laughs> let's talk about number three. Big deal, no deal. Jim McMahon tweeting out a photo with himself, Steve Young, and David Wells. Yeah. Just a couple of Mormon boys and a boomer hanging out. <laughs> Where do you go? I'll let you go first on this. 
Just a couple of Mormon boys and boomer. Uh, one, Jim McMahon continues to win at Twitter. Yes. I really enjoy his Twitter account. I think he's sincere. I think he's witty. I like his humor. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be shocked because I thought he was really funny when he played. Um, but, yeah, a couple of Mormon boys. The fact that he's even joking about referring to yes. himself as a Mormon boy I think is a win for BYU. Yes. It's a win for BYU. It is a big deal, and I'll tell you why. For a part of what you just said, that he considers himself a you know, Mormon boy, it just being able to have fun with that, number one. But the fact that he more and more is associating himself with BYU is a big, big deal. In yeah, he got opinion. his degree. He came back. Yes. He's, he's done the hard work. Yes. I, I think the fact that he is embracing BYU and the fact that this is his school, I think that is huge for BYU. I love it. He, he, and here's the thing that I loved about this. When he tweeted that out, I I retweeted it and and, cop, and chimed in on it a little bit. He liked that tweet. That made my day on Friday. <laughs> that Jim McMahon liked one of my tweets. Like totally made my day. Oh, Jason, <laughs> I love the sincere fan that comes out and you. I mean, like it's great. Like the it's Jim. Great. Like the, at one point in his life, Jim McMahon read one of my tweets and took the time to say, "Yep, I like that." <laughs> Social media validation. <laughs> you're, you're peaked, man. Forget the blue check. Yeah, no. You I've pe- got no, the Jim McMahon yeah, check. The, the Jim McMahon like. Yes. On Twitter. Yeah, outstanding. When's he coming on the show? Let's we work need, on it for Jason. We need to change this segment to hashtag this so I can just go for that hashtag sad, Jason. <laughs> you mean to tell me if your boy David Carr didn't like one of your tweets, you wouldn't be he giddy? likes all my tweets. Huh? He likes all my tweets. <laughs> Jason's not impressed. Not buying it. <laughs> All right. Last, last one, one ben. guys. Big deal, no deal. This one is for you, Jason. Uh, yep. Big 12 media days mm-hmm. start today. Woo! Yes. Big deal. Big deal. And Bob Bowlesby, Robert Bowlesby, made some, had some fun with it. It's like, nobody going to ask me about Big 12 expansion? Yeah, yeah, of course. He knew it was a question on my mind. Uh, look. Until they officially say you have no chance of ever joining the Big 12 BYU, I will always look towards the Big 12 as a possibility Stop for it, BYU. Stop it, Jason. Do this not is... ruin my day by saying it's not possible. It, they have not closed the door on that. Yes, they have. They have not. As long as Bob Bowlesby is involved in Big 12 media days and with the Big 12, it's not happening. So we, it's no deal. We should start just going to the Big 12 media day. yes but like uh spencer linton from byu sports nation they're like why is byu here (laughs) they just year after year like wait a minute did we invite them and not no did we forget that we invited them and they're like fine i guess they're in uh yeah is there is there a game against a big 12 opponent in the future i guess baylor right but who knows if Baylor will be in the Big 12 at that point? I don't know. BYU's probably taking their spot. Oh, my goodness, right? Jason. This is no deal. This is no deal. <laughs> it's it's making me deal. sick. It is a big deal. <laughs> you know what else is a big deal? We're going to talk about it. A BYU kicker wins an NFL event. What's that all about? Plus, more from you, our voice of the nation, on who will be the impact newcomer of the season for the Cougars. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal, No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big shout out to today's guest, Blaine Fowler. 
I think we did have time for Dennis Pitta today. We just didn't call him. So we put Jerem in charge of that. I don't know why that never <laughs> yeah, happened. Well, how, how could we overlook that? Jerem, we're going to need you to be the one that calls Dennis today and uh, make that happen. Thanks. Shall we whip it, Jason? Uh, we shall. And by the way, if you missed any part of the show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And don't forget, coming up on tomorrow's show, Between the Lines with Lauren McLean. As you said, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NBA. Elijah Bryant ends the summer league with three points, five rebounds, and two assists as the Philadelphia 76ers lost 82-73 to the Memphis Grizzlies in Las Vegas. On Saturday, Elijah had his best game with Philly as he scored eight points and had two steals in a win over the Milwaukee Bucks. Football. BYU kicker Cash Money Peterman wins an Arizona Cardinal kicking contest, knocking through a 55-yarder. He finished second in the punting competition as well. Cougars in the minors. In his first game back from the disabled the disabled list, Jacob Brugman went three for four with a solo home run and two runs scored in the AA Bowie Bay Sox 7-1 win over the Reading Fighting Phils. Maverick Buffo's hot streak continues on Saturday through five innings. Got his second win in as many starts at the Class A advanced level in Dunedin. Well done. For the Blue Jays and a 5-2 win over the Tampa, is it... Harpins? Harpins? Sure, why not? Jacob Hanneman, two for three with a run scored and two stolen bases in the Iowa Cubs' two to nothing win over the Nashville Sounds. Golf. The Ginger Quake, Patrick Fishburne, finished tied for 24th, 15 under par in the Utah Championship on the web.com tour. Mike Weir also played, did not make the cut after scoring two under through two days. Cougars overseas. Charles Abuo signs a contract to return to Pro B for the third straight season, signing a deal to play for regular season champion ADA Bloy Basket 41. I don't know if I, that's true. <laughs> Bloy. I, I don't know if it's Blois. Blois. I don't know if it's Illinois. Bloy. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> Today's I made a judgment call on the fly. Brought to you by Dexter. <laughs> Dexter, help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the rise and shout today? How about uh, how about Cash Peterman? Okay. Winning an NFL event? Yeah, and you finished second in the punting competition? Yes. That dude puts in work, and he's all over social media. Our question of the day, who will be the most impactful newcomer for BYU football? Elite voice of the day from at DA4Life on Twitter. Gunnar Romney. First off, his name is Gunner, so you know he's cool. Second, we're in need of some razzle-dazzle at receiver. That, in turn, will open up the run game. Hey, the show always on demand, BYUSN.com. Use hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout-out to Todd Shell. Check out our podcast. We'll see you tomorrow.